I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewes.substack.com. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the audio version of the one-page article I wrote and published on my Substack at rabbischneeweiss.substack.com and on my old blog, kolasredeem.blogspot.com, on June 2nd, 2023, and the article is entitled, Naso, Confessing to an Omnipotent God. The Rambam in Hilchus Tshuva 1.1 introduces the mitzvah of vidui, confession for sins, as follows, quote, all the mitzvahs in the Torah, whether positive or negative, if a person transgressed one of them, whether intentionally or unintentionally, when he does teshuva and returns from his sin, he is obligated to confess before God, blessed is he, as it is stated, quote, when a man or a woman does any of the sins of man, they shall confess their sin which they did, end quote. This refers to a verbal vidui, and this vidui is a positive mitzvah, end quote from the Rambam. You'll notice that I didn't identify the Pasuk cited by the Rambam as the source for this mitzvah. If you had to guess the context in which this Pasuk appears, what would you say? Here are some reasonable guesses. In Sefer Vayikra, where the topic of sin offerings is first introduced. In Aharimos, where the Torah discusses Yom HaKippurim, one of Moshe Rabbeinu's speeches in Devarim, when he talks about Teshuvah. In one of the mitzvah-heavy parshios, such as Mishpatim, Kedoshim, or Kiseitze. But the actual context is a strange paragraph in Naso. Bamidbar chapter 5, Pesukim 6 through 8, read as follows. Speak to the children of Israel, a man or a woman who does any sins of man, committing treachery against Hashem, and that person shall become guilty, they shall confess their sin that they did. He shall make restitution for his guilt in its principal amount and add its fifth to it and give it to the one to whom he is indebted. If the man has no kinsman to whom the debt can be returned, the returned debt is for Hashem, for the Kohen, etc. End quote. This is incomprehensible without Torah Shabal Peh. Rashi on Vamidbar 5.6 explains that this entire paragraph is a repetition of a topic that was discussed earlier in Vayikra 5.20-26. The Psukim there teach that if one person swears falsely, denying possession of another person's money or property, he must confess his sin and pay back the principal amount plus a fifth. This topic is repeated in our Parsha to teach the Halacha for a specific case in which the victim, quote, has no kinsman to whom the debt can be returned, end quote. This is the case of Gezel Hager, a robbed convert who has no relatives to whom restitution can be made. Why is Vidui presented in this specific context? The Sefer HaChinuch's explanation of the reason for Vidui in Mitzvah number 364 provides an important clue, quote, at the root of this mitzvah lies the reason that by the verbal acknowledgement of a sin, the thought and mind of the sinner are revealed, namely that he truly believes that all his actions are revealed and known before God, blessed is he, and thus he does not regard the seeing eye of God as though it does not see, end quote. In other words, vidui is not for Hashem, but for the sake of the repentant sinner to demonstrate his belief in the omniscient God against whom he sinned. Why else would the sinner refuse to verbalize his sin if not for an unconscious belief that by keeping it to himself, Hashem won't know about it? The Ho'il Moshe on Bamidbar 5.6 invokes a similar explanation for the halacha of Gezel Hager. He writes, quote, uh, Sins of man means sins against human beings, which ipso facto constitute treachery against Hashem. His initial sin of stealing is against human beings, but he also sinned against Hashem by treating the eye above as though it doesn't see. Therefore, if that man dies and has no inheritors, he is obligated to return the guilt payment to Hashem, who is the second wronged party. 
in lieu of Hashem, he must make restitution of the guilt to the Hashem's agent, namely the Kohen, end quote. We can now answer our question. Indeed, there are many contexts in which the mitzvah of vidui could have been introduced. Hashem, nevertheless, went out of his way, so to speak, to write an otherwise redundant paragraph to highlight the case of Gezel Hager, a crime against the victim on the margins of society whose plight is prone to be overlooked, especially after the victim's death with no relatives who will demand justice. The mitzvah of vidui is paired with Gezel Hager to underscore the message that nothing is hidden from Hashem. In this sense, one who refuses to confess is equal to one who pretends that an undetected crime didn't happen. The only remedy is to act in accordance with the reality of God's omniscience through vidui and restitution initiated by the sinner. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewos at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.